Okay, we're going to be uh, continuing on <clears throat> in this, uh, I guess, a little bit of a series on on seeking comfort in the uh, midst midst of in the midst of trials, and uh, we've looked at how there is um, comfort as we as comfort in praising Him, comfort. Uh, in his grace, comfort in fearing him, and then then it goes on a, a uh, then a promise to those who uh, to, uh, the, for those who seek uh, his comfort in his in uh, in, in fearing him, and uh, we looked at that uh, last week. It says there and. And verse uh, 9 of chapter of uh, 34, it says, Oh, fear the Lord, ye saints, for there is no want in them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. So that promise is as we fear him, that God is, God is still that uh, provider, that he still sustains us. And we can trust him in that. And so now we are go, we're going we're going to be moving on in this this morning we're going to be looking at a teaching moment as he goes on to say in uh, verse 11 come ye children hearken to you the fear of the Lord. What is man that desireth life and loveth many days, that he may see good? Keep thy tongue from evil, and thy smile. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil, and to cut do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are a broken heart, saveth such of a contrite spirit. Many of the afflictions of the uh, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of them all. He keepeth all his bones; not one of them is broken. The evil shall slay the wicked. And they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust and none of them that trust in him shall be shall be desolate. Let's open it in prayer. Our gracious God and heavenly Father, we thank you for this time in your word. Just pray, Lord, that you would just open our hearts and our minds to the things of you. Lord, that we would set aside the, the cares and the concerns of this world, that we just uh, give this time to you as we dig into your word to see its truth, to uh, apply it to our own heart and life, Lord, that as we go through uh, trials and, and struggles and tribulations within our own, our own heart and life, Lord, that we may... Uh, continue just to fear you as we ought to and to and to seek for your strength and wisdom 
in the midst of this, in the midst of trials, and that ultimately, Lord, that you would be honored and glorified, that we would see your continued hand upon us. And we and uh, we'll thank you for this, Lord, and thank you for this time together. And and uh, your name, we pray. Amen. Uh, Proverbs, Proverbs chapter uh, two. Proverbs in chapter two. Uh, starting in verse one, it says, "If my my son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide the commandments with thee, so thou shalt incline thine ear unto wisdom, and apply thine heart unto understanding." Yea, if thou criest after knowledge, and lift up, liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver, and searchest her, her, searchest her as for hid treasures, then the Lord, then excuse me, then thou shalt understand the fear of the Lord, and find the knowledge of God, for the Lord giveth wisdom out of his mouth. Cometh knowledge and understanding. He that layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous, he is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He he keepeth his paths of judgment, he preserveth his way of the saints. Then thou shalt understand righteousness and judgment and equity, yea, even, yea, every good path. So here we see the importance of understanding and, and, and learning wisdom to the very point that to the very point that it is in verse five, for thou shalt understand the fear of the Lord, that you'll know what it means to, that you'll know what it means to fear him and to find to find the knowledge of God. And so as we as is this as a kind of an introductory uh, text here, you know it, they, these these words need to be received because it, it has to be willful. Is Solomon here is talking to his son? If thou wilt receive my words, we have to be willing to receive them and to hide them, to study them, to know them, and then to have and to desire to be willing to hear wisdom and not only hear it but to apply it to our lives. Not a, not just to have a head knowledge. But a, but a heart knowledge as, as well, and and criest after knowledge and lifts up the voice of, for the understanding, just that desire, just that will. I want to know. I want to know. I want. I want to understand you. You know, uh, today is Valentine's Day. You know, Hallmark's biggest holiday of the year. You know, the the twenty dollar card. You know. No, they're not twenty dollars. But every time you look at the back of those things, you go, <gasps> you know, kind of thing. You know, like wow. But it seems like they go up and up every year. You know, where else are you going to do, right? But anyway, I guess Julie says make your own. What's that? The Dollar Tree. Oh, the Dollar Tree. Yes, they do have. Yes, yeah. But for some last-minute shoppers, you know, you got to get there earlier. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, so we. We see here that there's a crying after knowledge, and that knowledge is that cries after is a heart just to know, 
because you can't love somebody whom you don't know and understand. You know, you'll be, you'll be kind of, you know, missing the mark. And, uh, you know, there are things that, that, uh, that you, that you enjoy, that you like doing, that, that um, are are a part of your life. And so, um, and for someone to say they they love and care about you, they know your likes and your dislikes, and and you would trust that you know that that you would not do the, you would do the things that they kind of enjoy, and and not to do the things that they dislike, because you want to be pleased, because you love them, and and you uh, you care about them, and and that's out of this that. Out of this verse three here, if thou if thou criest after knowledge, have that have that yearning for knowledge, and liftest up thy voice for understanding, and then seeketh her as silver, as something that's so very precious, and searchest her as for hidden treasure, hidden treasures, and it goes to show to to the importance, and so why do why do we want to do this? Well, over in that 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 verse that we hear that we hear often, or we hear from time to time, over in uh, uh, Micah. If I can, Micah five eight. Oh no, is it five eight? Did I write it down wrong? No, it's uh, six eight. Sorry, six eight. Uh, he that showeth thee, O man, what is good, and and what doeth the Lord to require of thee, but to do justly, to and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. So with these particular two, walking walking humbly with thy God and to to do that which is right, to do justly, to make those right choices, to love mercy, to be willing to convey that mercy to others. And as we're as we're talking about, you know, comfort and trials, to 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 show mercy to maybe to that which is to that person or that situation that's that's uh, causing the trial to to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. How how does one do that? How do how do we begin to do that? Well, here in the Psalms, as as we see in Psalm Psalm thirty four, uh, verse eleven, we see here uh, how to how to teach how to teach to fear God. And we see here in verse 11, it says, Come ye children, hearken unto me. It says, Come ye children. There has to be a desire to come. There's a calling. There's a coming, the willingness to come. There's a rounding up. And it says here that there's children. Some commentators think that, that David was actually call, really calling uh, children there. Uh, you know, we don't really know. Uh, sometimes children is used to to uh, go, to reference as one who is 
who is somewhat unlearned, who has to be growing uh, from that from that child to to mature. But anyway, we as as one uh, to be teachable, one has to actually you know have that childlike mentality. Ones that are are uh, come willing to learn to come the, to come to to be teachable to to humble themselves uh, to be willing to be taught you sit in the class and in front of a teacher and you come as well I know everything you know and I'm just going to put my feet up you know that changes that puts a little bit of a uh, a contention between the student and teacher or if the parent is trying to instruct the the child and the child says yeah I know I know I know I've been there yeah, yeah I've heard it I heard it and you're trying to say no listen kind of thing and to be willing to be taught and to hear and so that's that's what I believe David here is is uh, trying to convey and possibly uh, he's talking to the very same men that were with him when he went to when he went to Gath, uh, as he was running from as he was running from Saul over and over in Second uh, uh, Samuel and so or First Samuel and so here we see um, uh, the lesson. So we here we the, the premise of the lesson. He says, "Hearken unto me, pay uh, pay attention unto me." Uh, to, I have gone. I have just learned some things. I have gone through this this personal experience of of basically being fearful to becoming to to be to uh, uh, to fear the Lord. And so he says, "Hearken unto me. Take what I have li- uh, listened to. Take what I have uh, learned." And it says here, I will teach you, I will teach you the fear, I will teach you the fear of the Lord. And so the, 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 the premise of the lesson, obviously, is how to be that God-fearing person, to fear God. And the first part of this lesson that, that David does is he Ask a question in verse 12. What is man that he desireth life and loveth many days that he may see good? The question, desire life. Do you desire, desire life? The question is here, do we live our lives fully before the Lord? Or who we are living our life for? Is it, is it for ourselves? Is it under the is it under the fear of God? It says here, it says, what is a man that desireth life? And so, how you desire life, and what prods you to end this life, kind of gives you, uh, kind of sheds light on what kind of person you are, what kind of uh, character you are. And so, um, as a believer, that we need to be living our lives fully for the Lord, uh, living within that, that fear of the Lord, uh, loving life. We looked at the, 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 these past verses a little while ago, but a few weeks ago, but verses uh, 8 and 9. 
where it says, O taste and see that the Lord is good and blessed is the man that trusteth in him. And then again, O fear the Lord, ye saints, for there is no want in that fear him. That loving life, there is happiness in knowing the goodness of God by trusting in him. There's live happily, desire life. God, God never intended uh, Christians to walk around uh, depressed or whatever, to have a, you know, a, a black cloud over them, but to, 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 to love life, to love serving him, to happy uh, is knowing God's goodness by trusting in him. Again, oh, taste and see that the Lord he is good. And then not only that, but having needs met by, again, as we looked at last week, by, by again, fearing and seeking after God, uh, that to being content, godliness with contentment is great gain. So the question is, desiring life and how we are walking in our life. Do we walk around in, in, in fear and wondering what's going to happen from one day to the next? Are we glued to the news cycle of the day, which now is 24-7? You know, it seems like they almost sometimes have to make up stuff to fill in the gaps or whatever. But, you know, people can get tied up into that, and they get so concerned. I can re- um, There was a story I heard a while back ago where a... Uh, um, it was either a hurricane or a tornado sh- uh, struck and devastated this town. Well, it took a hold and it paralyzed this young boy so much that every day he was watching the weather, uh, that every day he was so consumed with the weather and when that next hurricane or when that next tornado is going to hit. And he was just overwhelmed with fear. And for the believer, you know, we live in a fallen world. You know, the thing, there's struggles all around us, either within ourselves or with the people that, uh, that we love or whether our workplace or our, our state or country. There are struggles and there are trials and, and uh, there are tribulations. But we are to be desiring life. Yes, we look forward to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, but God wants us busy doing about his business. You know, we don't close up shop and say, oh, I'm done. I've had enough. And so to live our lives fully to the Lord, being happy uh, by knowing God's goodness and having our needs met by being, by being content by with what uh, he has given us, and then, not on, and then not only that, that we are to be spiritually alive. Spiritually alive. As we spend time with God, God and his word, and as we see him speaking to us personally as we read his word, is that this should just embolden us in our, in our walk with him to, to be spiritually alive, to be in, in fellowship with a holy God, to be... Uh, to be free. It says there, What is man that desireth life, and that he loveth many days? This whole thing of to be, you know, free from the burden of sin. 
So many, we have said so many times, you know, how could, how can the unsaved even handle all the stuff that's going on in the world? You know, with COVID, with our countries, with, with riots from time to time happening in our cities from, and then not only that, from tragedy that happens to us personally, you know, how, you know, it's, it's, you know, how can they do it? And, you know, uh, Sad to say, a lot of them don't. A lot of them don't. And we, as us as believers, we have that, we have that peace of God and, and that fear of God in our heart and knowing that we have been free from that burden of sin and that we are made right with him and that, the, and that there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God whatsoever. And Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, it says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, exceeding abundantly, exceeding and abundant, all that is, a, all that is a, uh, excuse me, above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. That God wants, that there's the God, the Holy Spirit that's within us that, that God is wanting to be exceedingly and abundantly do it above in our life and and having to be spiritually alive to be to be to be strengthened in our inner man yes do we have rough times yes are there times to be sad yes are there times to to uh to uh comfort one another and try and, and yes absolutely but in the back, in the shadow of that, we don't, we don't do it out of, out of loss, um, but out of, out of our hope in Jesus Christ, out of our hope in our position in Christ, about our hope in heaven. And, and God wants us to be used. He wants to, he wants to bless us by, you know, through his Holy Spirit uh, that lives within us. Uh, John Gill wrote this, a commentator, a life free from the remorse of, of a life free from the remorse of a guilty conscience, from the fear of hell, damnation and wrath, from the bondage of the law and the dread of sin and the life on Christ and the communion with him and the life of sobriety and righteousness and holiness. That God is wanting to do it in exceedingly and abundantly in our life that he has freed us from from all these things and we uh, we praise the lord for that in galatians chapter 5 and verse verse 1 it says stand fast there therefore in the liberty wherein with christ hath made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage you know, we want to live our life as you see, as it says here. You know, what is man that desireth life and loveth many days as we do? We we want to love, you know, have those days and and to serve him as long as we can and see good and and to desire that life. But we need to stand fast. We need to be firm in the liberty, in the liberty with Christ has given to us. Meaning that, meaning the liberty, the freedom in Christ from sin. 
Not to get caught up in sin, not to become fearful, not to be trusting in in our in our uh, in our ways in our wisdom, but but putting ourselves under the hand of God and and trusting and fearing Him. So many times in our Christian life, we can you know just sit there and coast and not really spend time with Him, and and you know we just kind of go through the motions, you know, or. Or, you know, we go to church at this particular time. We do this at this particular time. And there's no life behind it. It almost is a sense of like, uh, and this is a real danger for the believer, one of the, the back doors of sin that, you know, creeps in is that sin of apathy. You know, that thing, I've been there, done that. You know, there's no joy in the Christian walk. You know, I've served him for this point in my life, and look what it, it didn't do, much, it, whatever. Maybe you were let down, or maybe it wasn't what it was, or, or whatever it may be. But we, are to, but we are to, again, stand firm, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. Freedom. And be not entangled again, ever, with the yoke of bondage. But yet, sometimes believers get entangled again in that yoke of bondage and sin. Where they get caught up in sin and they begin to doing things on their own and not trusting Christ, not allowing, not uh, working out their salvation with fear and trembling, not, not striving with the Lord. And, and, and I've said this before, the most miserable Christian in the world is one that's a Christian that's trying to live in the world and be, at the Christian, be a Christian at the same time. It can't be done. There is no joy whatsoever for the Christian in the things of this world whatsoever. There is no joy. There is no peace. There is no hope in the things of this world whatsoever. The real joy and the real peace and the real walking with God is knowing God and loving him as we ought to. So what is man that desireth love in, in many days? In Romans, again, in chapter, I just want to hit this, Romans chapter 6 and verse 18. It's being made free from sin that he became, that he became the servants of righteousness. Being made righteous. I speak this after the, ma- of the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For you have yield your members of, servant, members of servants to uncleanliness and to iniquity and to iniquity. Even so now yield your members servants unto righteousness and holiness. For when ye were the servants of sin. As believers, we don't serve sin. We're not, un, we're not bound by sin. Ye were free from righteousness. What fruit then ye had in those things which are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. Why in the world are you going back to those things? Because those things just cause death. For the believer, they cause, they cause um, separation in our fellowship with the Lord. For those that know not Christ, sends them, it 
because they're trusting in, in things and different not things. They're, they're rejecting the Lord, and, it's, and they end up spending their life uh, separated from the Lord uh, in eternity in hell. But now being made free from sin, Romans chapter 6, verse 22, but now being made free from sin and become servants of God, that ye have fruit unto holiness and the end of everlasting life. That's now. You know, so to be spiritually alive, to have that fruit unto holiness, God's fruit working in and through us, even in the midst of trials, and it's maybe because of those trials that we see that fruit within us. Uh, we're looking in the men's Sunday school, these lessons, the Sunday school, and this, this message kind of dovetail a little bit, but how that we are to basically to be rejoicing in tribulation. Rejoicing in it, and here we know it says we are to be desire. We to be desiring life. You know this life is full of misery and trouble, but yet we have a real, a personal relationship with God that that we can serve Him and that we as we as we fear Him, that we can live a life and uh, through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit that we produce fruit unto holiness. Imagine that. Just think about that, that you and I, through the power of the Holy Spirit, produce holiness. Produce holiness. And we look at our life and we look at the struggles that we face and we look at the, you know, that we contend with our flesh each and every day. But yet God works within us. He blesses us. He blesses us. And so we need to be, to live to serve God with the, with the gifts that he has, gifts that he's given to us to see God work in our lives and in the lives of others. Life is a gift given by God. Every heartbeat that we, every heartbeat that we have, you know, you can sometimes, you know, I can go to this thing on my watch. Um, uh, the, um, oh man, I forgive me, I forget his name, but the, uh, the evangelist that was here, he made a note of it. Uh, Grace. Yeah, Glacier, he made a comment. You know how these watch, these smart watches, you know, they tell you everything. They're real smart. You know, these things will even tell you your heartbeat. But anyway, every, every heartbeat is given by God. Every breath is given by God. And you know what? We are going to have it to give an account before the Lord about how we are being used and how we live our lives before the Lord. But this given by God, our life is a gift given by God and we only have one time to use it. This is the only time that we walk by faith and not by sight. We are not going to be walking by faith once we enter into our eternal state. Nobody is. Saved or unsaved. Faith is done away with, but we'll, we'll our faith. Our, but we'll be see. We'll see. You know, praise the Lord for it. But on this side of eternity, we won't have the opportunities to show our, or excuse me. On 
this side of eternity is the only opportunity where we will have the opportunity to serve the Lord in faith alone. We'll be serving the Lord in heaven, but it won't be by faith because he'll be there. We'll see him. We'll trust him. Our faith will be made complete. So we see here that he loves many days. This phrase here, he loves many days. One who fears God will have a blessing of a long life. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 10, uh, let's just turn there. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 10. Sorry about that. Pages are a little sticky here. Uh, First uh, Peter chapter 3 and verse 10, it says, For he that will love life and and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that that speak guile, let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are opened under their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. Kind of dovetails this portion of scripture in Psalms. But anyway, we see here, for he that will love life, he will see good days. To live life the way that God intended intended it, you are not your own, but ye are God's. In 1 Corinthians in chapter uh, 6, 1 Corinthians in chapter 6, um, um, starting in verse 19. It says here, what, Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, and that which is in, that which is in you, uh, what, Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. You are bought with a the price. Therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. This, Your spirit was within your body, your physical flesh, and you are, we are to glorify God in it, in that we are, we are not our own. We, we are God's, and that we are to glorify him, that we are to desire life we are to love many days the opportunity to to serve him it says here the opposite is basically true over mentioned over in john chapter 12 verse 25 for those that love their own life will actually lose it for the unbeliever over in Ephesians in chapter 6 we're well familiar with this you know it says honor thy father and thy mother that it be well that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. should be desiring to live long, to love many days, to serve him. And so we see here, then, 
What is man that desireth life, and he love many days that he may see good? Then uh, David here, he gets into the very basics of what it means to be uh, to of this to fear God. He says the, the lesson here is simply, not simply, it's, not, it's hard to do, but it, he says here, as you can read, um, keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. To keep thy tongue, to, to guard it, to protect it. Protect it in the sense of controlling it. To have it tamed. As we think of the tongue, you think of, of James in chapter, again, James in chapter 3. James chapter 3, starting in verse 8, it says there, but, it, but the tongue can no man tame, for it is unruly evil, which is full of deadly poison. Wherewith we bless, wherewith bless we God, even the Father, wherewith we curse men, which are made after the similitude of God. For out of the mouth proceedeth blessings and cursings. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. So the tongue, it's unruly. No man can tame it. Our tongue, it never really gets tired. Have you ever had a tired tongue? You might get tired of different things, or talking, or what have you, or, or listening, but you, your tongue in itself never gets tired. It is very quick. Sometimes you say something and you and you wish you hadn't, or whatever it may be. And to this, I still remember Sarah's illustration with the toothpaste up at Glencliff, you know, uh, years and years ago. You know, our our words are like toothpaste. You know, once you stick it out of that tube, you know, it ain't going back in. At least not the same way. You might John might develop a contraption and say, "Yes, I can see." But the damage has already been there. Once the words are out, maybe there needs to be a healing. Maybe there needs to be confession or, or whatever it may be if it was unruly or what have you. But we need to keep our tongue tame to protect it, to keep thy tongue from evil. Now that's an interesting statement if you really think about it. We'll close with this, the, uh, the, this thought here. To keep thy tongue from evil. How do you keep your tongue from evil? Does your tongue literally go and go say, hey, tongue, I want to go see evil and go play with evil? No, your tongue doesn't want to leave your body. Does your tongue have a will of its own? No. That's like saying, you know, that the, with, um, you know, uh, First Amendment rights and the gun laws and stuff, you know. Well, guns kill people. No, people kill people. Give them anything. You know, John will disagree with you on that because John has knives and, and knives can do that. Not that he's done that. But, you know, those are weapons. You know, those are, those, those are weapons. You know, you get a baseball bat with some spikes on it. You know, you know, whatever. 
uh, words can kill in a sense. But it says, keep thy tongue from evil. What is that saying? Talking about the heart. Because your words are calculated from your very heart. That is where the instance of where pride comes in, where anger comes in, where back talk comes. You know, it's not like you can't blame your tongue for saying those things. That'd be really good if we could. You know, the tongue did it. I didn't do it. <laughs> uh, but one that protects or guards their tongue from from these from evil or the one that doesn't, if you will, doesn't know the fear of God. One that has an unruly tongue doesn't know the fear of God. And sometimes it's not what you say, but sometimes it's even how you say it. And so, as we look at this, there is a connection that we are going to look at next week, and we're going to continue this lesson uh, Lord willing, uh, uh, next week. But there is a def- there are verses tying our tongue right to our very heart. And uh, we need to k- keep that in mind. But, and also, once again, just to remember that God has given us this time to to love him, to serve him, to dis- to 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 um, to to live our lives fully for the Lord for Him, to be happy in Him, to have our needs met by fully understanding what the fear of the Lord is, and as we fear Him more, there is and honor and respect Him. There is more joy and more happiness that is met because then we are continually continually keeping our heart and mind. Uh, under his will and his direction in our lives. Let's pray. Our gracious God and heavenly Father, Lord, we do thank you for your word. I thank you for the lessons, Lord, that you showed David as he as he learned this lesson of of being uh, found himself being fearful for his life when he should have just been uh, fearing you and with his life and. I just pray that as we do go from day to day that we would that we would fear you as we ought that we would uh, live our lives accordingly and live live our life and being well, that it would be well pleasing to you and and uh, look to each and every day as an opportunity to to serve you to that you would just continue to uh, guide and direct in our lives and Lord we ask your blessing upon uh, this your word in your name we pray. Amen.